Hello all, this is JC3 from Is This Real? Do you want to start your own podcast? Then look no further than Buzzsprout.com. We here at Green Hour Media use Buzzsprout, and we love the team at Buzzsprout. They are all about helping you succeed. Buzzsprout gets your show listed in every major podcast platform. Follow the link in our show notes to let Buzzsprout know that we sent you. It gets you a $20 paid Amazon gift card if you sign up with a paid plan and help support our show. Join us and over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout.com to get your message out to the world. the Keith Winsicale Studios in Patterson, New Jersey. Green Hour Media proudly presents Is This Real? Tonight, we are going to discuss the exorcism of Roland Doe. So stay tuned. Joe, take us there. Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to another fantastic episode of Is This Real? As Dad said in that uh, intro, tonight I will be taking us to the exorcism of Roland Doe, a.k.a. the true life inspiration behind the movie The Exorcist. Roland Doe works with you. Go ahead. So, as you uh, heard, I'm JC3. We have Big Joe Dad, and obviously we're already off to a great start, aren't we, Father? (laughs) Good evening, and welcome to our program. Tonight we are absent West. We do not have West in the booth with us. Where the so fuck is he, by the way? He is, he has a very hard work schedule right now. So West is West is making his money right now. That's what he's doing. Well, that's what you got to do mean, since we don't make shit. Yeah, here. we don't make shit here. So <laughs> buy our fucking mugs. And then as that uh, monotone voice over there, you heard mugs. we have Robock. Robock. Roblock yeah, okay, keep is me, in the building tonight. Mugs. Uh, hello, Rody. Okay, first of all, um, my voice is not monotone. Thank you very much. Second of all, hey, yo, yo, what's going on, everybody? Mugs. All right. Mugs. Okay, all right, okay mugs. guys. Let's, let's stop this. All right. We are in our second episode of our Halloween episodes. This is October. Well, this is going to be put on on the 10th, but this is the 7th today. Oh, and I didn't do my really cold intro either. Oh, well, okay. no, because you had to go and make fun of me. But, Nature uh, made fun of you. So tonight, like I said, we are talking about the uh, real life behind, uh, real life inspiration behind the Exorcist, and everybody knows the Exorcist. Well, at least I think everybody knows the Exorcist because we've ex- we've talked about the Exorcist on this show before. We didn't really talk about the real life inspiration behind the movie. Um, last Halloween, we did talk about the movie itself and uh, the spookiness, the creepiness about the movie. I don't. I think that was before you and Eric joined. I. Mm, I can't remember if one of us were on it or both I think it might us. have I think it might have been West. I think it might have been West. Yeah, yeah, it could have been, to be honest. I can't but, really remember. Like I said, I I know uh like we talked about it last year, but we're gonna talk about the actual story behind this Roland Doe kid, um, who apparently grew up in St. Louis. And uh, I'll go right into the story right now. Uh, so in the pri- picturesque Belnor neighborhood of St. Louis, Missouri, sits a beautiful co- colonial-style house on Roanoke Drive. It looks normal on the outside of, uh, with an ill-brick exterior, all-brick exterior, sorry, and white su- uh, shutters framing the windows. Huge uh, trees and neatly 
manicured bushes dot the yard. Yet one of the most extraordinary horror stories turned urban legends in American history transformed this house into a landmark for the macabre and provided the true story of the exorcist. This story, the true story of the exorcist, begins in the late 1940s in suburban Washington, D.C. with a family named Hunkler. Their 13-year-old boy, believed to be named Roland, and later referred to synonymously in the uh, literature as Roland Doe, among other names, was uh, despondent over the loss of his beloved Aunt Harriet, a spiritual, a spiritualist who taught him many things, including how to use a Ouija board. Right there, right off the bat, why it, spiritualist and then Ouija boards. Well, the spiritualist will use a Ouija board. Yes, I know, but those two things right there attract uh, um, spirit. Uh, uh, you know, spirits attract demons right off the bat. Well, they don't attract it. What they do is actually leave a portal open for anything that might be flying by at the time to, you know, to to uh, to go 90% through. Ninety percent of the time, it's well. You know, once you open that thing, you better be prepared for what's on the other side. Joshua, have you ever used a Ouija board? No, I'm actually well, sane. Do you believe in Ouija boards? No, but I'm not going to be stupid enough to take the chance either. Uh, Dad, do you believe in the powers of I, the Ouija board? I can tell you for a fact that a Ouija board works. And I'm not going to say because it was ghosts or spooks or whatever, but I'm going to tell you it, it does move. There is, I, I, I've done it once, twice with my cousin, Laura, and we did it and we both had our hands on the planchette and it did move. And we spooked ourselves royally, and we never touched it. After the second time, we never touched it again. And I won't touch it again. Yeah, I, I for that for that obvious one. reason. We asked. We asked. Okay, all of a sudden from Harlem, we yeah. asked a few questions. Okay, and uh, you know they were they were like uh, you know, crazy stuff. But anyway, yeah, I do believe it. I do believe in the um, in the that automatic writing devices, whatever. All right, just to let you know, people, that was not the question of the episode. And we continue. In early 1940, uh, January 1949, shortly after Harriet's death, Ronald began to experience strange, uh, strange things. He heard scratching sounds coming from the floors and walls of his room. Water dripped inexplicably, uh, inexplicably from pipes and walls. Most troubling of all was that his mattress would suddenly move. Okay, time out. The story that I don't know, you know, where you're getting that from, but the actual story itself is that there was no leaky pipes. What it was was it's just the sound of water dripping. There was no, they saw pipes leaking. There was nothing, nothing about water. That's what made it so weird. They couldn't figure out where this dripping sound was coming without actually dripping anything dripping. Thank you for that note. Uh, disturbed, Ronald's family sought the help of every expert they knew. The Hunklers consulted doctors, psychiatrists, and the local Lutheran minister, but they were no help. The minister, the minister suggested that the family seek the, uh, the assistance of the Jesuits. Uh, what are Jesuits again? They're an order of priests. Okay, okay. Like Salesians are. Father E. Albert Hughes, the local Catholic priest, asked the superior's permission to perform an exorcism on the boy in late February 1949. The church granted Hughes' request. For the exorcism, Hughes strapped Roland to the mattress and began his uh, recitations. 
Recitation, yeah. Recitations, okay. But he had to stop the rite when Ronald broke off a piece of the mattress spring and slashed the priest across his shoulders. A few days later, red scratches appeared on the boy. One of the scratches formed the word Lewis, which indicated to Ronald's mother that the family needed to go to St. Louis, where the hunklers had relatives in order to find a way to save their son. Weird. Um, a cousin of the family was attending the St. Louis University at the time of Ronald's struggles. She put the hunklers in touch with Father Walter H. Holleran and Reverend William Bowd- uh, Bowdern. Bowdern? Badern. Whatever the hell. After consulting with the university's president, these two Jesuits agreed to perform an exorcism on young Ronald with the help of several assistants. The men gathered at the re- uh, residence of Roanoke Drive in early March of 1949. There, the exorcist wit- uh, witnessed scratches on the boy's body and the mattress moving violently. These were the same types of things that had happened in Maryland when the first exorcism failed. Amid these bizarre happenings, Bowden and Holleran, according to their reports, noticed a pattern in Ronald's behavior. He was calm and normal during the day, but at night, after settling in for bed, he would exhibit strange behavior, including screaming and wild outbursts. Ronald would also enter a trance-like state and start making sounds in a guttural voice. I don't know what that means. Ah, okay. The priest supposedly also saw objects mysteriously flying in the boy's presence and noted that he would react violently when he saw any sacred object presented by the attending Jesuits. All these details from the true story of the exorcist made it into the film, but they were more, they were more that didn't. At one point during these week weeks-long ordeals, Bowden reportedly saw an X appear in scratches on Ronald's chest, with the priest believes uh, signified the number ten. And another incident, a pitchfork a pitchforked shape pattern of red lines moved from the boy's thigh and snaked down towards his ankle. These types of things happened every night for more than a month, and everyone witnessing the events believed that Ronald was possessed by ten demons. Again, back-to-back weeks now we have a possessed person being possessed by more than one demon devil. I don't know. I don't know. To me, I've... More than one? Yeah. It's called Legion. I've never heard of that. It's, well, you got to do your research because it does happen. Because once one finds your your uh, your body um, hospitable for their, their self, it draws it draws it draws other demons because they all want it. Let's again. This is what the demon does. The demon is looking to escape hell. The demon is looking for a uh, a soul uh, or a person that they can take over and they can you know inhabit that person and it's they're not in hell let's not forget that the demons in hell don't only torture the souls that are there they torture each other that's why it's called hell it's not it's not like they're all in, in some kind of giant club and they're going to sit around a campfire going oh they're not they're torturing each other so they're looking for a way to escape and that is their escape. Unfortunately, when they do for them, when they do inha- and, and, and get, into, get inside a body, they act like demons. And that's what brings on, you know, they want to they kill that person. They want to take that person. It's God's creature. They want to kill it. So that's basically, you know, the backstory of a demon or a devil or whatever. That's, right. 
we'll continue on because we're going to get through this story real quick and then we're going to talk more about it because I know you guys have um, some stuff that you want to bring up real quick. Uh, but the two priests never gave up uh, never gave up as they continued the exorcism night after night. On the evening of March 20th, the, exor- uh, the exorcism reached an unhealthy new level. Ronald urinated all over his bed and began shouting and cursing at the priest. Now Ronald's parents had had enough. They took him to uh, Alec... Alexian Brothers Hospital. Alexian Brothers Hospital in St. Louis for more serious treatment. Finally, on April 18th, a miracle occurred in Ronald's room at Alexian Brothers. It was the Monday after Easter, and Ronald awoke with seizures. Excuse me. He yelled at the priest, saying that Satan would always be with him. The priest laid holy relics, crucifixes, medals, and rosaries on the boy. At 10.45 that evening, the attending priest called on St. Michael to expel Satan from the boy's body. They shouted at Satan, saying that St. Michael would battle him for Ronald's soul. Seven minutes later, Ronald came out of his trance and simply said, He's gone. The boy recounted how he had a a vision that St. Michael vanquishing Satan on a great battlefield. According to Bowden and Halloran, the strange occurrences and behavior ceased after that. And despite uh, providing the true story of the exorcist, Ronald Hunklin... Hunkler went on to live a completely normal life after that moment. So that is the true story behind. I know there's probably a lot more that this story didn't get in. Yeah, there is, but we'll go into that after the break. Yeah. So, uh, oh, what, what is our time? Oh, yeah, we can go. We're gonna take a real quick break right now, and we'll be right back. All right. We'll be back after a quick break. I'm Howard Dory. And I'm Jess Dory. And we host Plotting Through the Presidents. We take deeply researched, deeply irreverent dives into the myths, mysteries, and scandals of the men and women who shaped America. Join us as we dive deep into topics like... The undeniable ribs of Aaron Burr. The what now? And the odd feeding habits of everyone's favorite founder... John, John Adams? Adams? Subscribe and follow Plotting Through the Presidents now to plot along with us. Find out more at plodpod.com. Hey, New Jersey and Pennsylvania, if you need a professional photographer, then we here at Green Arrow Media recommend Captured Moments by Danielle. Professional headshots, school pictures, family, holiday vacations, you name it, she can shoot it. She even does engagement photos as well as boudoir shots for both women and couples. So if you're located in New Jersey or Pennsylvania and you're looking for a professional photographer, remember to contact Captured Moments by Danielle at www.capturedmomentsbydanielle.com. And we are back. Um, So as you just heard, the real-life inspiration for The Exorcist. Now, I know both of you, because I don't have it, both of you have... uh, And he's the host. Well, no, see, I'm. I have hostly details. Hostly. Okay. Um, you guys have what more information. Fuck. Shut does up. That mean? Shut. Shut. Shut your mouth. Uh, you guys have more information about uh, Ronald Doe. I guess we're gonna call him that, mm-hmm. uh, or Ronald Hunkler. Hunkler. Well, they they don't know his you know the real name right now because they, they obviously they they don't want the real name out there. But the guy's got to be in his eighties by now. So you know, I mean, I don't see why that would even bother him anymore. Uh, yeah, there's a lot out there. That, you know, um, you could actually put this case up against the movie itself. I mean, the first, obviously, the first odd difference would be basically 
Gender. Yeah, 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 gender, it's a big deal. You know, I mean, uh, you know, what, the exorcist was a girl, this case was a boy. Age. Um, well, Reagan in the movie was 13, he was 13, so that's, it's about the same. But there's a really? lot- I thought she was younger. There's a lot different, um, you know, like, in this movie right here, in, the, in this movie, and in, in the real story, he actually, he became so violent that, like, I mean, when you said before with the, with the, with the uh, spring- that's just one of them. I mean, he was, he literally would swear on top of his lungs at this priest, and it was getting worse. And it was all about, you know, jerking off and, and you know, nasty shit to the priest. And it was Does getting, he swear worse than we do? And, well, I don't know. I, I, you know, I, maybe, I don't know. But it was, it got really, really violent, and it just wouldn't stop. And a lot of people say that he had, he might have had some kind of uh, brain disorder, a temporal lobe. You know, like last week we discussed. With, what's her name? With the with, you brought it up, uh, uh, Joshua. Yeah, the mental because. health. Mental health. So yeah. you know, and, but they also said that this this kid was actually a very good um, game player. He could do stuff like that, but it, but that seems to stop when things fly around the room. Well, yeah, I mean, kind of like when shit levitates, everything right. stops. You know, so basically, that's that's probably, you know. What makes this more believable than just any old well, case? Well, there's also a difference between this week's, uh, you know, this case and the Annalise case, is that he, this kid, wasn't a devout Catholic, devout Christian, than she was. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. There's, there's, there's that difference too. Like, um, and and as far as the movie, you know, I, I know you and I both know the movie really well. I don't know how many times you've seen the movie, Josh. I've only seen it like two, maybe three times, to be honest. Hey, but what I've seen enough of it. All right, the stark difference was that she was like masturbating with her cross, and he was just yelling it when he was possessed. Like you know, there's differences like that. I don't think the he shoved the cross up his ass. I fucking sure hope not. Anyway, God, I hate you. <laughs> um, uh, I think uh, in the movie she was vomiting green matter or whatever right. that never happened in the real case. You know things like that. At least I didn't read that. I'm, and her head, guys... and his head never spun. Yeah, and he, yeah, his head that's didn't do the I, whole three hundred sixty degree shit. Like that's just um, insane. I mean, me personally, I'm trying to find. I lost it and. I, really don't know where it's at um the thing they said that dad mentioned um legion like they had it written in latin what he said exactly and mm-hmm. then they translated it and i can't find it now the um but i i think also what this kid went through as far as the medical aspect that they portrayed in the movie also with uh you know ser- searching the brain and did he did I didn't read it on here. I know that, but I either I saw it in the 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 one short YouTube movie. Did he see faces of Satan? No, not no. to my knowledge. No, he basically uh, after his aunt passed away, he tried to contact her through the Ouija board, and then it got to the point where you, you heard the dripping, then you heard the scratches, and you heard all the stuff going on around the house, and the, the parents couldn't figure out where it was coming from, what was going on. Um, They've got more involved when the you know the kid the bed was moving, you know as you see in the extras the, the bed bounced up and around. She's like mother, mother, and then and you know when Reagan's mother jumps on the bed, it's still moving. Well, and this was the same thing. The mother jumped on the bed, and it, the father came in, and that's when it really got crazy because then he goes, well, we got still got a problem here. You know, I mean, you can have a mental disorder and and you can show signs of strength and all this other stuff, but when you have stuff like you know beds, you know 
beds yeah. moving, uh, furniture vibrating, moving. furniture moving, shit being thrown around. That's an issue. And in basically, you know that that's it's funny because there's a lot of exorcism or you know like a lot of demon possession stories I've heard where the where it has to deal with the bed vibrating, either the bed vibrating or the bed shifting in a way. Which I'm like, why? Why would that be such a a, a constant show strength? If the kid's on the bed or the person's on the bed, you're not gonna rattle the couch. You're gonna rattle the bed. Oh yeah, I know that. Yeah, but like I, the I mean, kids, if somebody's laying on a couch, you're gonna throw the, you're, you're gonna throw an end table somewhere, which has happened many many times. Yeah. You know, this is that's what it does. It's an, it, 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 look at it this way: the demonic is opportunist. They're gonna do what they can to get their point across and get their deed done because that's what they need to do. And that's why the, the bed was shaking or whatever, because they were on the bed. Um, it actually happened that the mother and father actually jumped on the Ouija board with the kid to try to contact Antilly and go, why are you doing this? But it never came to fruition. That, well, only, that probably opened up more, more right. Holes it only or, made it worse. Yeah. It made it worse for them because once one stepped through initially, and it had to happen initially because, like I said, with the dripping was the first thing they heard. So basically what happens at that point... Now, that wasn't while the that door's aunt wide was open. alive, right? What? That wasn't while the aunt was alive with no, the dripping. She right? No, she passed away at first. That's what led to everything because right. that's why he But I also heard stories board. that they used the Ouija board while she was alive and that's and then she died like a week later after using the Ouija well, board. Well, you know what? That, you know, that's a good, that's a good point. Maybe she opened something up. Well, she did teach him. Right. So it was so, even said in the story. She so, but I also that. heard the story that that's saying that after they used that Ouija board, like a week or two later, that's when she died. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. So, she taught him how to use it. Right. She died shortly after. He was distraught. Then he used it again to try and contact her. And then the parents used it with the kids. So yeah, you're yeah. opening it three fucking times. Yeah. Here's, a, here's another difference. Um, Maybe you guys can correct me. In the movie, wasn't it just one priest? Or was there two? Two. Two? Okay. Because in the real life th- uh, real life case, there was actually three mm-hmm. um, involved in the exorcisms. And, and the last like guy, Father Halloran, the last priest, he died, I believe, in 2006. He was the last remaining priest. And, you know, when they, they asked him to the day he died, they said to him, you know, um, you know, was this real or was this kid messing his luck? He says, I sat in a room with this kid at the Alexian Hospital and a vial of water just flew by me. You know, the kid was nowhere near it. So there was things that were moving around in the room. So he goes, no, this was a true case of possession. And it was made to look, you know, of course, everybody's going to try to debunk that. They're going to say, well, but they never debunked the, the fact that shit gets thrown around. Yeah. You know, they'll tell you, well, he talked in a voice. Okay, so the kid talked in a voice. Kids, our kids talk in a voice all the time. Yeah. Okay, it's... They never say to you, well, you know, or you ask them, you know, well, that might be so, but what about the vial that flew through? Uh, it didn't happen. It must have fell off a thing. They don't really want to address that because by addressing that situation, then it actually, they can't, they, at that point, they can't describe what happened and they know they can't be right. So that's, that's, a, that's a big point here. Yeah. Actually, one thing I'm reading is what you just mentioned, hollering. He was the youngest of the three and apparently, at least from what I'm reading, he left about a week before everything ended. Mm-hmm. And I think he was the last one to pass away, as you said. Yeah. Because the first one, Baldwin, uh, died in 1983 at the age of 86. 
And then Bishop died in 1978 at the age of 72. Um, I don't see where it's written when Holleran passed away, other not, than what you said. I'm not sure. You know, maybe, I think he's dead. I, I mean, I, I don't want to, you know, may he live a strong, I don't know. But I, I think he, I think I did read he, he did pass away. He was actually, I believe, I don't want to be, I'm not going to say for sure, but I think he was actually a consultant to the movie The Exorcist. I think, you know, as a mm. roll of credits, he was on there. I could be wrong. I believe I read something like that. He, um he, the younger one might have been more open about the experience right. and gave some like insights about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to remember if I read which one. I believe one of them passed away from cancer. One of them just passed away. And then I don't remember if there was a circumstance with hollering that I can't, I don't recall. Well, I mean, if you look at the two priests in the movie, the one died in the house dealing with the exorcism. Mm. Um, and then the other one died in the second movie, didn't he? What the one mean? that was possessed. Are you talking about the movie itself? The movie itself. Okay. Yeah. Well, again, the first, uh, um, the older one passed away first. He he was he was uh, he died at the side of the bed. Yeah. Okay. And, um, and that's when she. If that pissed off uh, Father, uh, that was Father Marin. The one with that. I'm trying to remember the, the the second guy's name, but I can't. He actually, um, according in the movie, in the book, and in the movie, he died by ju- you know screaming, you know, take come into me, whatever. And he jumped out the window down the flight of steps. Yeah. Later to find out in Exorcist three, that was three, not the second one. You're right. Right, that that wasn't the case. Spoiler alert. Well, that that movie was pure fiction. Yeah. It had nothing to do with it, but somehow they they took liberties with with that one. And they, isn't they, the Exorcist three the one with the 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 hospital hallway scene? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one yeah. fucked me up. It's a great movie. I enjoyed the movie. I really do. I, I think the actors were in it. George C. Scott was in that movie. Really, really good. But a little far fetched for me. The, the premise of the movie was a little a little much. Yeah, it was a lot much. It was you know I don't want to go into it. I want you know if you didn't see the movie, folks, you know check it out. Um, it, it's it's worth a watch. The frights, the jump scares, it's really, really entertaining. One thing that it doesn't really make true. sense uh, to me, and why, I mean, I guess you would have to go into the mind of a demon or whatever the fuck you want to call it, but uh, it says the, the red scratches appeared on, on the kid, right. and it says one of the scratches formed to the, to the word Lewis, mm-hmm. which made the family think of St. Louis, and that's... Well, when they went to the know, I, I also believe that you know they had they had the the, the, the cousin or whatever in St. Yeah. St. Louis, so they had people there, and they went there and they were able to you know secure the house to get this kid possessed or get this kid uh, exercised. And, and, and a funny side note: a couple of years ago, Chip Coffee, he's a uh, investigative, uh, you know, he's a parapsychologist. Yeah. He you know, goes to all these places. They had it live where he went into the house and into the room. And he freaked out a little bit. Now, I don't know. He said that there was definitely an energy in that house, an energy in that room. Um, but who knows? You know, again, it could be his well, I, I, I don't know. I At least I fully believe, um, and I know that goes just between you and I right now because I know we have the uh, um, atheist in the booth. Um, but I, I fully believe that uh, stuff like this can leave residue of evilness i guess you would call it that's energy negative energy yeah negative, negative energy 
And I think that that goes with a lot of things that, that happen in general that are considered bad or immoral. Mm-hmm. Like, especially, like, something really bad. Like, uh, like you know, a satanic ritual spot. There's definitely negative energy in that spot. Uh, what's that one place in Kentucky? Hell House, I think it is, is knocked down now. They had the, the you're portal. About, you're talking about Bobby Mackey's Music World. Oh, no, I was talking about the one place that... Uh, um, Zach Baggins slept in for the night. He oh, bought the house. That was in Indiana. Yeah, the, yeah it's the, knocked think, down. They knocked yeah, it they down. Knocked he it bought down. it and knocked it down. It was it's supposed. There was supposed to be like a portal to hell in the basement or well, some shit like you that. Know, you, there's a lot of shit that went on with that. Again, that's a little off topic for what we're doing. Yeah, here. but I, I'm. It's it goes into like the the entered bad. Yeah, I just call it bad juju yeah. because that's just like a word I like saying. Mm-hmm. So like that, I definitely believe in in stuff like that. Where like, especially something like this, where this kid seemed like he went through the fucking ringer. Um, it seems that way, sure. Uh, especially if you're talking about a legion of demons. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that, I just found it. <laughs> Sorry, I've been looking for it this whole yeah, time because yeah. it's been bugging me. When asked segue, um, during the exorcism, when asked for his name, Roland responded with Ego Legionibus, which translates from Latin into I am legions. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to find that. I don't know. It was bugging me. I just wanted to read that. <laughs> which so is also knows. which is also said in the Exorcist. Yeah. Is it, you know, well, we because if if you if you listen to to Reagan, um, there's a couple things that is, again it could be just the one demon, but I know there's like uh, uh, a couple spirits that I think were, if I remember correctly, were were in there with her. Yeah, they 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 did mention there was a few in there, their legion and all those other, but they never really, they never really. They only just focused on the one. They, they focused on the one demon, Panuza or Pazuza or whatever the fuck it was, and I didn't even like saying the name because I don't want to give them any recognition. But yeah. that was the. Now I haven't heard or read anything about that being part of this, so I don't know where Blatty got that when he wrote the story. Anyway, a side note: uh, March first, two thousand five. That's when that's when uh, Father Halloran died. Oh, so so he dead. was dead. He's he did die in sixteen years now. Right. So um, I mean, you know, that's look. look I, I believe personally that this this case is really, um, it's 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 really a nasty one to be able to you know when you go from Washington then you go all the way to St. Louis, and then you know and it must have been something because the Alexian brothers actually boarded up that room that the kid was in before they knocked the building down. They didn't want anybody else to go in there, so they they were afraid of something. Well, like I said, it's the bad energy in there. Yeah, like so. if you, especially with something like that. Um, but we're gonna take a, a quick little short break, and then we'll be back to uh, talk about whether we believe in the case or not. So we'll be right back. Hi, this is Anthony from Multimedia Mafia. If you love what we do and you want to know more about us, head on over to GreenArrowMedia.org. On there, you're going to find links to both Multimedia Mafia's show and our sister show, Is This Real?, which is all about conspiracies and aliens and all sorts of wonderful stuff like that. If you want to support us, head on over to our merch page where you can buy a hat or a mug. We have lots of different designs and cool colors. If you want to meet us, we got pictures up there. We have a little biography, and you can even stream the show right through the website. And hey, don't forget to check out our YouTube link where you can check out all the filming that we do right on our YouTube page. Check us out, greenarrowmedia.org. And welcome back. Um, 
So, with this case tonight, and you know, as we go through our Halloween episodes, and we'll talk about real life cases of this one, that one, and the third. Um, I just want to let you guys know that we we really do uh, appreciate you guys listening more and more, and uh, you know, continuing to support us, even though you have to tell them, Joey, buy our mu- buy our mugs, buy our mugs. First buy of all, merchandise. Second of all. What was it? Thirty uh three thousand seven hundred. Tonight we hit thirty seven hundred downloads. Yes. And uh we last week was our sixtieth episode. Yep. And what was it? Uh in a month we did almost six hundred? Six hundred and thirty downloads in one month. Damn, we're killing I wanna hit over a thousand downloads per month. So keep on downloading guys, keep on listening. And again, that's not including Spotify. Spotify is different. So we could have over a couple, you know, a couple more downloads because it doesn't register Spotify. Or listen streams. Or listeners, yeah. 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 Um, so tonight, the uh, real-life inspiration of The Exorcist. Uh, Dad, weigh in on it. What do you... Do you believe in... I mean, there's really... It's really hard to ask a question for this. Well, it, it's it's not a case. Do you believe it's what do you what part of it do you believe? Yeah. It's, now it's, I believe in in the, what makes this a very believable story for me is number one, the aspect of the Ouija board. Once you bring that in there, that that gives it a completely different vibe because now you have the doorway for this to happen, and being that the aunt set it all up. And then, you know, the kid was trying to fervently reach the air. And then the mother and father jumped in. There was a lot of activity on that board, which yeah. meant a lot of activity came through. That's one aspect. Another aspect is the levitations. The, 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 what we didn't really touch on tonight is the, I mean, you mentioned it a few times, the word Lewis on his thing. Well, there was other cuts and bruises on his leg. You said that. Um, when they yeah, opened the up his, uh, pitchfork on his leg. Right. There, when they opened up his, ch- his chest, there was other things carved in there as well. You know, and... and if somebody's unless this kid has a tolerance for pain or he's really stupid. Well, what what the one thing, you know, talking about the, the pitchfork on his leg, what it says is it started by, uh, by his thigh. Right. And it, and it ended by his down. ankle. Right. Yeah. So if if something's cutting him that in and that mysteriously just moves like 3 inches down, mm-hmm. that previous spot where that pitchfork is, it's not going to disappear by itself. Mhm. So it has to be something that's that's happening. But the continue. funny thing is, though, when 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 exorcisms are um, successful, that stuff disappears. Oh yeah, all of it, it literally dis- disappears. And you know, but again, why I believe the, the certain aspects. I believe the Ouija board part. I believe the the cut cuts on the kid's chest. I don't believe he did it to himself, even if he had a mental disorder and nobody saw him do it, because people were with him all the time. Yeah. You know, or when they weren't with him, he had no means of doing it. He wasn't going to scratch those deep cuts in with his fingernails. But that, so, I, that goes into every every case of, of at least possession that we've come across mm-hmm. is cuts on the body, levitation, the beds moving. Well, the like, levitations you can't ignore. Yeah. You know, you can't, you, you know, uh, you, you the greatest magicians in the world can't levitate. You know, they have ways of thinking they're levitating, but they're not. You know, when you have stuff flying around the room, yeah. This, to me, is a clear case of possession. Um, the priests did their due diligence on this one. They uh, they worked their butts off to get this kid uh, free, and they did it. And, and uh, so I believe wholeheartedly that this was a true case of um, 
possession. Now, why uh, William Peter Blatty, when he wrote the novel, didn't well, use it? I, I, that's well, you'd have to ask him, and he's dead, so to, you can't really well, ask the, him. The one one thing to me, I, I what I what I think, um, why he changed some stuff up, like I for me, I know little girls are a little more scarier than little boys are. Uh, Maybe, I, I guess. Especially I with, you know, but... Real quick question. We didn't touch on this like we touched on last week. Do we know how many uh, exorcisms happened to this kid? They I performed? Think, I think they were doing a... T- they did a total of, like, 18. I, I think I read somewhere 18 and 19. I read that it lasted no more than a month. Yeah, so... They, so I don't know how many exactly, but I think it was about a month's yeah. time worth of and exorcisms. See, that's weird. If, and, if you think about it, this kid, it sounds... A hundred times worse than last week's possession, you know, Annalise, her, what she went through, but she went through a lot more and a lot longer than... Uh, there's no timetable for this. It's, you, and he survived this kid. She didn't. That's, that's what, that's what fucks case me is up. worse to That's me. what I'm saying. A lot of people think that, you know, that her case was, you know, his case was worse because of all the shit that he went through and, and sure. stuff like that, but like... She went through fucking the ringer compared to this kid. Like, yeah, it, it does seem that way. It does, but and he you know, survived. That's that. That's the, the the how do you say this? That would be the the oddity of possession. No, no two cases are the same. Yeah. So, but anyway, that's my that's my opinion. Joshua, how say you? Yeah, Rody, what is your uh, opinion? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no. Um. I thought Wes wasn't here. <laughs> the one word answer this week. Well, I mean, all right. So some shit happened. Thank I'm you. Gonna ta- I'm gonna talk like Wes. Thank you. I'm talking like Wes. End episode. of episode. Some shit happened. <laughs> some some shit, shit happened. But for me, I don't really believe. So you were <sighs> on the fence with last week, but you don't believe this because last week I actually saw and heard tons of different like evidence. With this one, for some reason, for me, I didn't. Everything I found was by reading. Like, I didn't hear recorded audio tapes and stuff like that. The more I don't think there were any. That's what I'm saying. The more evidence you provide to me, the more I can either be on the fence or tell you no or or tell you yes. On this one, it's more of just reading. And for me, that's not enough. I'll be honest. It's not. You can sit there and give me a hundred different possession incidents and i'll read through and if i can't find more evidence than just whatever this you know someone wrote i'm gonna sit there and tell you no to be honest that's just the way i am even though it could be told by 10 million different viewpoints if there's all lines up if there's more than how many people were there with three priests and the parents parents, that's like five people come on yeah, but it's you still. To me, it's it's eh. still five people that have five different viewpoints, and most and ninety percent of it lines up correctly. You're well, not going to get can. the same five. Well, I want I want to ask you the, what, what what I was just saying. It's okay. You you don't believe it. that's fine. Explain no, or you don't believe there was stuff flowing around a room. Well, that stuff I, I I don't know. I can't speak on that. Okay. Because like I said, I'm just going from what I read about the whole case right. and. Even from what I've read on different websites, the case is really short. There's not much detail. It's literally just like three or four paragraphs long 
on each and every single well, one. See, you also have to take it this um, at this point, like at least with the one from last week, there was literally pages yeah. of the shit. And also, Dad, he, he has, I think it's more because of the fact that people focus more on the Exorcist mm-hmm. movie than anything else. To be honest, and there, you have two different viewpoints here, also where you know for a fact in your heart, and I I didn't do it, but you have. As far as the um, Ouija board is concerned, mm-hmm. where you believe in that power and I seen it work firsthand, so I, I mean, to where to me, Joshua, I've never experienced that Ouija has board. never experienced it, and doesn't. You're not going to be able that. to come at it from that angle unless you. That's what I'm saying. It. So yeah. when when he has that point, you take that aspect out of it, and you can throw up the levitations. As far as we're concerned, because we weren't there, you could literally just tell somebody, be like, "Yeah, this." My my lighter is fly, uh, flying well, around. It's like with anything, Joe. You can you can pick apart. You can take apart, uh, take anything out of it, yeah. and then it's just another story. But it's you can't. This is the story. That is part of the story. The 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 Ouija board is. If there was no Ouija board involvement here, that's if you believe in the powers of a Ouija board. Right. Well, I'm saying for me, if there was yeah. no Ouija board involved in this story, I'd be on yeah. the fence. Yeah. I really would because at that point, I can't. That's really, what I'm saying. You know. But when you take someone like like Joshua who doesn't believe in the powers of the Ouija board, right. and you're sitting there like, oh, you know, he, he could have just saw something fly. You know, it's not really. It could have been. And then you're kind of just like, <laughs> well, again, we're pre- I'm presented with what the evidence at hand is. I'm making a judgment call. Oh on yeah, that. I'm just saying that's yeah, yeah, definitely. And from my point of view, I feel like there's way more from last week mm-hmm. with that than for this. Mm-hmm. I, I just feel like everything's just way too short when it comes to this. It it could be just something is being taken away from the real life event mm-hmm. because everyone like I said everyone focuses on the movie right which is kind of fucked up because that takes away from the actual thing whereas last week it was a, there was a movie involved but it was very loosely based on those events right. and when, and when it you wasn't look up as popular exactly and when you look up those events like there's tons of evidence and like I said even the audio files everything is on YouTube for here it, it doesn't seem like there's much. So it's really hard for me to give you a solid you know, yes, I believe, because to be honest, I, I don't. Like, there's so much lacking in this, and I I don't know why. Just that's just from my perspective. Okay. So I, you know, I'm gonna say no. All right. Um, as far as my my point of view, as I'm concerned, I I do believe, and the reason that is is because again, it's the same aspects, uh, kind of as you, Dad. Uh, you know, I from all the possession cases I've read about and uh, heard about and they all have a linear type of um, you know uh, the sh- shit that happens you know uh, course of events yeah course of events floating uh, lev- uh, levitations you know backwards Latin stuff like that that's one thing we didn't hear that th- in the story that this kid said and he didn't read anything backwards didn't have any different type of language coming up. At least I didn't read that. I don't know if you guys read that in your research. Uh, I, I didn't read that at all. Other um, than the Legion thing, which was yeah. translated from Latin, no. Um, but uh, to me, the, the biggest part of it is is the Ouija board aspect. And I think that goes with a lot of a lot of possession cases also. There's something, there's a, a, a hub event. Catalyst. A, yeah, a catalyst. Thank you. I was trying to get that trying to figure out the word a catalyst that that this is the reason why this person is in this predicament and 
ninety percent, not ninety percent time. That's a false statistic. Uh, statistic. Uh, but a good part of the time, I've read a lot of people. Oh, you know, we were just fucking around with a Ouija board one day, or we went to this location where people told us not to, or something like that. We found something, you know, something that that should that that somebody should not be messing with, right. and they mess with it. And you know why I'll say no, even with the Ouija board involved, because I feel like it's an overused trope. I feel like in horror movies that right. don't involve possessions, use it. Any because, type of scary movie, even possessions, like you know it's why? overused, like, in my opinion. Because of this event. Because you had an event like, remember, this is 1949, I think it was. Yeah. So it's 1940. This is pre- Big, like you had your Hollywood movies, but you didn't have horror Hollywood movies that you have now. You didn't have the ghost stories like you had now. Like, yeah. Dad, I don't, I don't remember any type of Hollywood movie pre nineteen fifty that dealt with ghosts or possessions. Well, with ghosts, no, but you can you can certainly say that the Hollywood uh, pumped out horror left well, yeah. and right. Horror, I mean, yes. But I mean, hold this up. You see yeah, what that is that's the that's the that, monster movies. The monster I get that. Movies from, what I'm saying know. is is like I'm talking about like possession ghost stories. There was no nothing. No, not possession. No. Yeah, nothing no. To, to because you know why it, it was it, uh, like the the story. It was um, described as macabre, to where they didn't want to touch something like that because they were scared. And you also got to understand, in 1973, no one's no one's thinking that you're going to come and see this movie. Nobody, yeah. nobody knew about possession. It, and I'll, I'll give you. It's just see, like I, Deep Throat. I lived through it, so I can tell you this much. Okay, I saw my uncle uh, when him and his friends went to see the movie. They literally came home, and they wouldn't leave the room without two or three people. They wouldn't leave a room unless the light was on. And, and I'm sitting there going, now, now at that point, I was 13 years old. I'm like, what the fuck is your problem? And you know, and as a 13 year old kid. You always want you know somebody tells you it's horrible. You want to see it. I wanted to see it, but I wasn't able to see it until I was about seventeen or eighteen, because don't forget back in the day, we, you know, I come from ancient technology, so we didn't have, you know, unless it was on TV and it was watered down. That's the only thing where you got it. But when I got my hands on a cassette and I, and I watched it with my grandfather, cassette. it actually became a joke. It was a funny thing to me. It was my grandfather just made fun of it the whole time. And then you watched it by yourself. And then I, I one night I watched it alone and I watched it by myself and I'm like, oh my god. And then when it came, when the, when the director's cut came out, that was a completely different. Yeah, you know that just blew me out of the water because at that point with the crab walk and all this other shit, you you know you got it in the mat in the in the, uh, the masking of the faces in there. Anyway, this is a little off topic. Uh, topic I get it, but no, it's not. You know why? Because it because I'm I'm trying to get back to the point I was trying to make. Like it, the Ouija board is is a trope now because of stories like this because of of these type of stories where these are true stories that people use these to try to communicate with the other side. Right. If you were to go, if you were to, now everybody's making a big deal out of, out of the conjuring and, and the, fly, yeah. the files of Ed and Lorraine Warren. If you were to go into their files, I guarantee you 80% of those cases that they were on, maybe more probably started with the Ouija board yeah. or an automatic writing device, which is basically like a typewriter you talk into and looking for a response, and it, and it types out the response for you. This is now, you, I'm talking like 1966, 67, 68, early 70s. The Perrin family, The Conjuring was 1971. So, you know, again, nobody was in, nobody except those people knew it. 
No, any nobody but the, the people that helped knew it. Nobody but the clergy knew it. And when yeah. when this exploded on the screen, everybody knew it. And it was good and it was bad because it basically it scared a lot of people, but it also made a lot of people want to delve into the subject and get deeper in it. And it also caused problems because, you know, you got some weak-minded people out there. And all of a sudden they wanted to contact the devil. They wanted to do this. They thought it was a cool idea. So it was good and it was bad, like everything else on this planet. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Joe, you want to wrap us up? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll wrap it up after just one more point. Like I said, it's it, you have to take a look at, at it's it's a tro- like I said, it's a trope now because of, it's overuse in Hollywood over the last 30 years. Yeah. But pre-1985, maybe, that shit wasn't used. Like, it, we watched, a, and, and we'll talk more about this next week, but we watched a, a movie, not a movie, um, a short documentary about the new Conjuring film that came out last year, or the earlier this year, wherever it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of COVID, you know, they took a year break between filming, but... In 2019, when they started to film, they had a priest come in and bless all the se- uh, the sets and bless all of the um, uh, uh, the people involved. Yeah, because they said the afterlife or the beings they don't know that we're fake. We're you know we're faking it. They yeah. think it's real. They mm-hmm. think we're really doing stuff. So it's now. Shit like that has happened, but we've heard and you know we talked about. It, I think, I believe, if you want to go back and listen through our archives on a Green Arrow podcast, we I believe we talked about how uh, uh, in horror movies uh, the the sets stuff happened on sets for these horror movies. Stuff happened on the Exorcist set. Uh, stuff after the Exorcist finished wrapping, stuff happened. Same yeah. thing with uh, Poltergeist. Poltergeist. This stuff, you mess with this stuff in in real life, and regardless of if it's a movie or not, the afterlife or the beings that are being portrayed in that movie do not know it's fake. Yeah. So you have to do stuff like that. But uh, to close out this episode, again, I just want you guys to listen, continue listening, continue and download. Go to our Facebook page, Green uh, Green Arrow Media on Facebook, Green Arrow Media. Uh, is this real podcast on Facebook? Is this real podcast on Instagram? Do we have a Twitter? We yeah. have a Twitter, right? Yeah, yeah, Green Hour Podcast on Twitter. I think it's uh, no. Is uh, is this real PC? Is this real PC on Twitter? Sorry yeah. about that. Um, and then go to our uh, Etsy page. We Which, have- by the way, I, I, I never talked this over with you guys, but since I run the Etsy page, we are going to be doing a discounted um, a hol- uh, I'm sorry, a fall Thanksgiving Halloween. Um, Sale coming up. It's going to be twenty percent off of everything that on our Ooh. on our page, and uh, you know we're just trying to get you guys in there and uh, and uh, you know and 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 enjoy some of our stuff if you really enjoy our show, you know and uh, you know just try supporting us because it, we we really like doing this and we really want to keep doing it for you, but it does cost money and, and we're trying to uh, you keep know, our head above. We're water. trying to keep our head above water. We're doing good right now. Our downloads are good, doing good. Uh, we have two of the best engineers on the planet on our, on in, that work for this company, and Joshua and Joey. Um, Thank you. You know, and check out our other one. Check out Multimedia because you know what they, they they're coming to the end of their season, and uh, you know, give them a listen. They're really, they're really good at what they do. So we're trying our best here to to bring you uh, exclusive content. We have a couple of shows brewing. Yes, uh, we do. I don't want to give it away now, but. Uh, yeah, you know, we have a we have a really good one uh, in the works, and hopefully that'll um, that'll get that'll pass the board. I hope. You and know. also, 
we have more content going up on our uh, Patreon, guys. Yeah, yeah. You know, we have now, I think, five episodes up, you know, three episodes of uh, uh, Wes and his high point. And uh, we have one exclusive interview with Roy Vanderbree that's up that was just put up today. Oh, you did? Yes, that was put up today. So, Roy, if you're listening, you can go listen to your interview on... Oh, I'll send it to you. I don't want you. I don't yeah, want to make yeah, you come pay on, brother. I don't want to pay for it. Fucking thing. <laughs> break. Uh, but yeah, guys, continue listening. We're uh, me and Josh are gonna be working on some stuff this Saturday to put up for the Patreon. Yes. Um, and yeah, so we're, we're really trying to push this stuff out for you guys. I know it's taking a little long, but uh, you know, as I said, our Halloween episodes. No, we got to punch it in. GreenArrowMedia.org. It support us. Yeah. GreenArrowMedia.org. All of our and stuff also, is up. Also support our sponsors too. Um, really. Um, uh, what's it, what's that captured one? moments captured by moment by Danielle she's great at what she does you really need to get in here and and you know she will do wonders for you so you know what support our sponsors support Danielle and uh you know I'll see you next time yeah and we're thinking we're mulling around maybe doing another live broadcast uh live um episode for Halloween this year because we had a couple of people listening to our live episode last year and we had a couple people wasn't that, that was on Facebook wasn't it no, that was on YouTube. YouTube, yeah. YouTube. Right. But we had a couple people send Anthony th- uh, two AM texts, which I oh, can we do, do that again. live on Facebook? Do it again. We could do live on Facebook. Well, I again, I have to let's go talk through about this. It. Yeah, let's thing. let's let's. But talk uh, about it. let's get out of here, guys. All right, so thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll see you next week with the real stories behind the first Conjuring movie. Good night, guys. Peace. Remember, night, everybody. Remember, question everything. Good night. Konnichiwa, bitches. It's Ryu West speaking. If you want to find out more about the Is This Real podcast, follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash isthisrealpc or on Twitter at isthisrealpc or on Instagram at isthisrealpodcast, all one word. 